Welcome to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. Innovative technology simplified with the Encore Systems designers, Jeff Grove and Clark Von Trotha. Here's your host, Luke Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Encore Audio Video Podcast. My name is Luke Anderson. I'm your host with me, Jeff Grove, Clark Von Trotha. Gentlemen, a preview on uh, what we're going to talk about, but I've decided to skip that today. Because you gave me just the title, and I'm very intrigued. So I want genuine reaction <laughs> to everything wow. you said. The newest, latest, greatest, and what's going on with one of your premier partners. Uh, who are we talking about today? We're talking about Sony. Sony yeah. does some very cool things. Sony uh, Innovations. So, yeah, I've got yeah. plenty of Sony products in my house. Cool. And I'm sure over the years, I think all of us, I mean, Sony, were, did they invent the Walkman? and the Discman, and the all of Probably. those things. So this goes back even to my childhood. The name <laughs> Sony yeah. has some resonance to it. So when we talk about anything that's going on with audio, video, I imagine that they're right there at the forefront. Very um, much so. So uh, where, where would you like to start with what's new with Sony? Should we start audio, video, start other? Audio is kind of a fun. We can start with that. Because a lot of people don't think of Sony as both an audio and a video company. They may think of them for video, but they don't necessarily particularly think of them oftentimes in the audio space. See, maybe there. that's maybe that's showing my age, but yeah, that's kind of where I think of them first. I mean, the yeah. the Sony on the boombox, on the Walkman, yeah. on the yeah. Discman. So uh, now I think televisions is, is kind of where, is that where people, people think first yeah. now? Okay. Oftentimes. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Video. Well, well, let's talk about what's new. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> 1980s called. They want their no. Wait, wait. Um, uh, you remember so, the yellow? They had the yellow, and you, then <laughs> you knew it was like the Walkman. waterproof one, the sports one. I'm pretty sure there's a Marvel movie. Wow. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, anyway, I like that. There you go. Um, yeah. So Sony has released um, some new uh, audio video receivers that we're very excited by that offer some kind of unique features. One of which is particularly cool. It is so. Oftentimes, we're putting audio in rooms that are shaped in an odd way okay. that maybe don't uh, offer the best acoustics. People still want to have a surround system in that room or something that can really be a, a great theatrical experience. But the room itself, you're kind of fighting the room in some way or another. So one thing I've noticed as a trend, um, anytime I'm in a hotel room, my wife and I have this tendency to put on HGTV. And uh, I guess we've been traveling a lot lately because I've been seeing you know, all of these shows where they do the remodels, but everything is, well, we want it to be open concept, open concept. Yeah. We, want, we like to entertain people, so we like to have everything open. That's got to be a disaster for sound, right? Yeah, it can be. I mean, and, and the space, you know, if a space is perfectly square, we've talked about that in yep. prior shows, of course, and or if it's just shaped in a, in a way that creates some additional bass nulls or... or uh, uh, create some additional standing waves or some other acoustical problem. Um, receivers have some things in them called a digital signal processing or DSPs that mm -hmm. can oftentimes can fix some of those issues. But Sony's taken it one step further and receivers that offer phantom speakers. So these are speakers that, that aren't there, <laughs> okay. but, but it can create as if they are there. And so it actually gives you more coverage as if there's more speakers in the room than there actually are. Um, it's a 360-degree sound mapping feature that's in their receivers. So that's very exciting. And the reviews, the early reviews on that feature itself have been amazing. So, uh, really, so, really cool. So walk me through this, and Jeff. Uh, <laughs> the, the sound mapping. So if I have 
five, what, what are they, 5.1? Sure. And they or do more. that. Yeah. It, it's going to sound enhanced. Would this be something that the more speakers you add to it, the better those phantom speakers perform? Sure. Or it, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. Okay. So, yep. so where, where would be like the ideal setup? Not maybe not ideal. Where would you mo- notice it the most? What's, what's the point where you go, oh, yeah? Well, having speakers not just around you but over you to, okay. to create that more three-dimensional effect. So, you know, we kind of go back to the, the Dolby Atmos DTS-X spherical surround format. And Sony's kind of taken it a step further and said, you know, we can deploy 160-degree sound even when we're not encoded in those formats. So being able to play things back that are sporting events on TV or music from a streaming service or pick your poison and be able to use the speakers in the system in a way that fills the space in a natural and real way is what it's really about. Gotcha. So, so so at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. And ultimately, what does that mean? Well, I, I need speakers around me which usually means center channel, front channel, surround channels at a minimum. I need a subwoofer somewhere or more. Uh, and I need a couple speakers up over the head, okay. up, up, up above you. If you're missing any of those things, then I'm, I'm missing the ability to, to move things front to back. I'm missing the ability to move things left to right or up and down. So I kind of have to have all those things to start with. <clears throat> and then we can expand upon that based on the number of seating in the room and and how big the room is and so on and so forth. Lots of different things. And the important thing of that is with Atmos, oftentimes you're, you know, maybe you can do front heights, but you can't do rear heights or depending on the space, there's, you know, because there's a concrete in the back or something that's minimizing that uh, uh, rollout of additional speakers. And to Jeff's point, this is just enhancing that in a DSP way uh, and creating as if there are more speakers in the space than there really are. Gotcha. Uh, And it's... um, but you yeah. can't put you can't put a back channel if there's not a back channel. You can't put above if there's not above. So having that kind of you, the way you said it, two in the front, two in the back, center, subwoofer, one above, two above. Now you can kind of create that thing. And where you got me, Jeff, was creating it where every seat is the best seat in the house. Is that am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's some some auto EQ features <clears throat> built into all these products now as well that basically there's a microphone that comes with the product. We, we go through the calibration stages of, of not just telling the system where those speakers are in, in distance and place from the seating positions, height of ceiling, distance from the, the, the screen that we're viewing, how big is the screen, blah, blah, blah. Lot, lots of different pieces to the puzzle. And then that microphone does a, a listening test and applies a bunch of different things to the system to make it sound like there is more going on in terms of speakers and locations, back to that phantom speaker conversation, than what you have. Very cool. But the more (laughs) speakers you have, the easier it is to create those illusions. So so, uh, even in a small room, if, if I can add... You know, if we can have four speakers in the ceiling instead of two and still at least five, maybe seven speakers around the room, it would be a better experience than something less than that. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. So it's basically just taking whatever system you have and enhancing it. So it's not yeah. replacing it. Yeah. No, Great. it's, it's yep. just enhancing what you have. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Another cool feature, if you're a gamer, uh, is the newest receivers allow for what's called high frame rate uh, gaming. And that's been something in the gaming world that a lot of people complained about with displays that they don't refresh quick enough and, you know, yeah. it affects their gameplay and all that. Well, the receivers can do that now with HDMI. And, and the, the exciting part of that is that that also is kind of ushering a lot of new video codecs as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of newer video codecs as well. Um, but, but having high frame rate and receivers now has been something that we've asked for, for a while. And now that's happened. And so with, PlayStation 5, if you're playing like the latest Spider-Man game or whatever, and you watch it in, in high frame rate, it, it has a 3D kind of aspect to it almost, um, okay. where even though the game is being shown in 2D, it, it uh, the motion is just surreal. It's just really, really cool. The motion is super, is super smooth. smooth. It's, it, yeah. there, there's so many more frames in, in the course of a second that your eye can't literally pick up the different frames gotcha. because there's so many more versus the, the standard frame rates that we've been accustomed to for years. So it used to be, what, 24 for TV with a drop frame and then 30 for, uh, for uh, film? Yeah, other other way around. 24 for film, okay. 30, 30. 30 or 60, depending if it's progressive or interlaced for video. And, and now we're, we're more than double that. Uh, okay. High frame rate is, I believe, 120. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's it's so fast. You, you even if you have an astigmatism or something like that, you you won't be able to see it. It's too fast. Wow. Okay. Well, in some of these higher resolution games too, I mentioned Spider-Man, but like um, if you're a gamer, uh, certainly uh, racing games, for example, yeah, are, are it, it feels like you're look. It looks like a film. That's I mean, it, it's just the the graphics have gotten so good. Uh, that there's moments where you're like, is this like partial live action and partial CG? I mean, like it's that <laughs> yeah. realistic in some cases uh, with a really high-end display as well. Um, but I mentioned video codecs as well. They're, they're moving, in, of course, into 8K support. A yeah. lot of televisions are, are moving into that area as well. Is there much LS, content for that? Still not I know a lot we've of content. About no, that. It's, it's mostly uh, scaling up, you know, to yeah. that. But... Um, but that's great that that's getting supported in, in the receiver world as well. So that's that's a that's a big push forward. One less um, bottleneck to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of have to clear those those gates before the right. the masses get there, right? right. So Absolutely. when they when they're ready for it, you can kind of move that way. So Sony's yeah. getting ready for the next evolution in video. They're just catching up with gaming. I imagine gaming's probably been moving faster than a lot of uh, yeah. Yeah, static medias uh, where you're not, not interactive. I don't know if static's the right the word. The game, it, it's interesting. The, the gaming world and the audio-video world do not talk to each other very well. Into this in, in some growing pains in the last few years, and it's, it's a super both confusing and frustrating subject because you would think that people are plugging their game systems into televisions, but even in the case of the brand we're talking about, the PlayStation division... And the rest of Sony are almost separate companies. How about that? It's very odd. Yeah. So it's it just it's great to see that they're finally starting to shake each other's hands and figure things out. So that so that at the end of the day, consumers don't run into problems. As system designers, how often are you running into hardcore gamers? Is it maybe on a percentage basis is not, but more often now than you have in the past. 
Maybe or, a little more. I mean, not not often, but it, the, the people who are into gaming are really into it. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. it becomes like a you have to figure it out for them or they don't want to generally even do anything. Sure. Because that's such a big part of their life. But I wouldn't say it's a huge amount. Is it, Jeff? I'm going to see a, a ton. Yeah, but we see you some. know, I, I, if I said 25% of the time it's it's important, that that's probably high. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's, and that's somewhat important. That's not the primary reason. Right. And, yeah, exactly. And, and maybe part of that has to do with the age and demographic of the customer that walks through our door as yeah. well. Um, not all of them, of course, but, but you know, uh, we're not often marketing to teenagers. Well, yeah, but I also <laughs> think that there's a, so. there's an older gamer sect. I just, I'm very curious how much of it is the, uh, you know, the race car driver that can't change his own oil uh, probably doesn't make it very far. There's yeah. there's very much yeah. the yeah. the um, that have all the colors and everything, you know, uh, firing out of them where it's, this is the machine that I built right. to play the game to destroy you, right. I imagine, is part yeah, of it. That, that was kind of my curiosity. Yeah, and a lot it. of the gaming folks who we do talk to, are not, not only on the DIY kind of thing that you're sort of getting yeah. at and, and less into the integration side, which is where Jeff and I usually are, are, are working in, but... Um, even if we help them from like a retail perspective, where they're just buying some equipment and hooking it up themselves, yeah, yeah. it's it's still a interesting conversation because there's like to Jeff's point, there's a lot of things in that world that are being developed specifically in video that uh, for sure that are really unique, mm. uh, and that they're the only ones really pedaling into that road, yeah. and uh, not just high frame rate. There's a lot of other uh, codec development that, that's interesting. In fact. The new this is good kind of a good segue as we kind of move into but the new Sony televisions have um, a feature where there's a, a a menu that can come up when it's connected to in this case say a PlayStation Five sure. that has a shorthand memory where you can adjust contrast you can put a crosshair on the screen you can do high frame rate all these things that you can select and disengage right on the screen yeah. once that device is connected and it recognizes that through CC and all that uh, through HDMI and it's that is completely unique from the gaming world. I wonder how much of a opportunity there is to learn from one another in, in this space. Cause I imagine when, if, if there was a division, I mean, Sony probably got into gaming thinking that they would be friends and now you run down kind of parallel paths for a long well, time. It's, it's part it's, of it too, is the gaming world is, is a real high income world. I mean, oh, sure. it's a huge multi-billion dollar operation and, and, and they're not, interested in talking to really anybody I yeah. mean, they're they're kind of like they're very autonomous very in their thinking yeah. and i think they're very careful about the competition is extremely fierce and loose lips sink ships so to speak <laughs> uh in that world so they're very protective of their ip and they don't want to share it to anyone including people on the electronic side of sony they're yeah. they just are really close-lipped on a lot of that stuff but it, it is getting better to jeff's point and and we're definitely <laughs> seeing this so this was an exciting change certainly well the other evolution uh going on right now is kind of the way that we get our media um obviously it's no longer disc primarily um, and, you know, all those collections are going away. So, so streaming, I imagine that the technology and television is built a lot around the way we consume media. So sure. is, there, is there new stuff going on there? Yeah, the receivers now offer a feature to connect with uh, Sonos. is one of the bigger ones. Uh, we're doing a lot more with other high-resolution streaming platforms like Blue Sound, and I'm sure that'll continue to progress. But at least for now, Sonos is set up so that if you have... A larger Sonos system in the past, let's say you had more than six zones of Sonos, uh, oftentimes what would happen is is receivers would eventually just stop seeing that many devices. Gotcha. And so now they're working intercompany. 
So what that means is Sony and Sonos are talking to each other directly as opposed to here's the latest update, just push that out and gotcha. no one's really checking that. Um, and so as that development continues with larger s systems, in this case Sonos, the receivers will be able to see those and integrate better with that. And there's a shorthand with that as well, which helps with integration uh, on our side. Um, but so better integration with uh, hardware for gaming, hardware for sound. What else uh, What else is, is getting easier for you? Uh, Sony, with their most recent AVR, the option for uh, a couple different variants of wireless um, surround speakers and subwoofers. They do have to be Sony. Um, but we have options for speakers that can be battery-powered. Oh, wow. Um, uh, or plug-into-the-wall-powered, but they don't need speaker wire. Yeah, and we've talked about that a little bit when we're talking about sound, the evolution of, of Wi-Fi sound, and still not as as good and clean as, as hardware, yeah. but in certain places, uh, I think, Clark, you mentioned concrete earlier as a, yeah. as a barrier for entry, but being yeah. able yeah. to kind of set up in places you never did before. And sure. if, if your primary speakers are hard, hardwired and you're filling in some of those gaps with wireless, I imagine that can help create, especially with the phantom sound now. Yeah. yeah. So many things. Absolutely. Uh, that, yeah, you can just, just make it uh, that much easier. So let me ask you a question. If, if, if right now the Sony receivers can do more and the setup is easier, why is it still important to work with guys like you who are doing the system design, that's if it's easier question. for me to do it myself. Yeah, that's a great question. So oftentimes, you know, when you, a receiver is one component, and then yep. you have a television, you might have an Apple TV, you might have a streaming piece, we mentioned Sonos or Blue Sound or Control 4 does streaming as well for audio. Um, you start getting quite a few remotes to operate all these different components. And as I said, receiver is just one of, of many. And so the average system that we do, if it's a single room, you, you know, you're dealing with five to 10 remotes, you know, depending on how many things they're trying to interconnect with. Um, well, nobody wants to do run around and deal with five apps or five remotes. They want to have a single point of entry that, that streamlines how that is controlled. Sure. Hence the control system, hence the integration side of it. The other part of it too is it's not, Though displays are now shipping calibrated or, or close to being calibrated, um, especially the latest, if you buy the, the highest end displays, they right out of the box, they're just unbelievably uh, well calibrated. Um, there, there, there is still a fair amount of setup that needs to be done, yeah. whether it's set up over the network, set up over um, uh, internal setup in terms of the receiver to get the best audio, or, and, and certainly with the picture, being able to talk to all these different devices properly. So that's another reason. And I think the last reason is people want one person to talk to. Yeah. So let's say you have five components that you're, you've purchased from one place. You're not dealing with five different places or four different places you've had to purchase all this stuff. So you have one port of, you know, one entry point to, to if, say, you did have an issue where, they could, where you can get service and help. So that's another big reason. One of the things that we talked about, I'm trying to remember, I guess I could go back and listen to all of our podcasts since they are so good and there are more episodes of the Encore Audio Video podcast available on odyssey.com and encoreaudiovideo.com. You can go back and listen to all <laughs> of these things if you want to. But one of the things that you told me, and I think this was when we were talking about streaming services, have enough bandwidth or they don't have high enough internet speeds or whatever, they will automatically 
downgrade the quality yeah. so that you don't have an interrupted user experience. Some yeah. some of the streaming services do that. Sure. Not all of them. Sure. So I, I guess to, to my point is if it's automatically making it easy to use, it probably is very easy to get to to good. I Right? Like it's, not great and not best quality i guess you guys is my point is is if everything's a little bit easier and i'm i'm setting it up myself knowing when it's good and knowing when it's as good as it can be is probably a very blurry line as opposed to working with you guys where you're going i can get you a lot more out of this let's use the right cable let's get it set up in the right way let's all configure it the proper way am i, am I, am I, am I yeah, all of those things yeah and and one of the other things about really all of the the sony products whether it be their receivers their sound bars, which we haven't really even talked about at this point, the televisions, their Blu-ray players, they're built both for the consumer side of things, but they're also built for integrators. They specifically yeah. have designed these products to work well for uh, companies like us. So deploying partnerships between Sony and, in our case, Control 4, mm-hmm. there, there's even some additional features in the new Sony receivers that are kind of, um, I'll call them back-end compliancy that, that lets us help from afar. There's some, there's some, oh, okay. There, there's some stuff that's going on that they, they just added. Um, we call it Oversee, and it's built into the product, and it allows us to see things from afar in a way that we haven't before should there be issues. So when and if there's troubleshooting, I don't always have to roll a truck now if there's a Sony receiver involved because I can actually see some of the things that are going on without having to set foot in the house. Gotcha. And that's super helpful as well because, you know, it's not a perfect world. We we do run (laughs) into problems now and again. So all of those things where where they've designed this – for an integrator as well as for the consumer is is just super powerful. No, that makes a that makes a ton of sense. Uh, you said that you hadn't mentioned soundbars yet. Is there anything new going on with their soundbars? Yeah, that, kind that, of. A, that, that's something I think that everybody recognizes. The receiver technology, yeah. up yourself, or if you've never used one, I think that's something that might go over some people's heads. Yeah, but I think we all understand the soundbar. That's the thing that makes noise. No, the yeah. the cool the cool things with their soundbars. Um, some of the similar things you can do with their AV receivers. So you can add wireless surround speakers. You can add wireless subwoofers. Even if you don't do that, a lot of their sound bars will create a Dolby Atmos environment just via the sound bar itself. Wow. Which is pretty cool. And then the other really cool thing with certain model televisions from Sony, um, it literally is using the speakers in the TV as well as the speakers in the sound bar to work for center t- channel dialogue clarity. So that's been part of the problem that we've had for a good number of years, whether it's just a TV or just a soundbar, is getting that clarity and dialogue. And they've figured out a way to actually link the two so that your dialogue stays clear and focused at the television while the soundbar takes care of literally everything else. It's a pretty cool. cool new technology yeah. that they just came out with this year. And... Um, with all the other goodies they have in the sound bars, I, I suspect we'll be selling for, for those more simple rooms and simple environments a fair amount of those sound bars moving forward. Yeah, the fidelity of sound bars have improved a lot to Jeff's point and, and the quality of, of 
what's called organic LED or OLED television sound has continues to improve. And now they're using, so the entire image of the TV is sound. Yeah. How does that, I don't need the full details because I'm sure you can give it to me. How exactly does that work? Transducers, transducers, yeah. In in the television that make. I the, like I like how I asked for the simple explanation, <laughs> and you one word you confuse me. Yeah, I don't know what a transducer is. Um, th- th- think <laughs> of it. You as, said it at the same time. I know, it's funny. Transducers. Right? Yeah. Okay, so, you so clearly guys. made up a word <laughs> and agreed to it before. You're like you both. <laughs> you both get the five dollars for saying transducer to me in a oh, podcast. Lord. Good job. Uh, so sorry. What is a transducer? <laughs> Think of it like a piston that is creating uh, motion in a membrane that covers the entire screen. But it doesn't. It does. Like if you look at a, the front of a speaker when it's when it's putting, right. it has a yeah. little vibration. How does it? How does it not um, vibrate so, the screen a little bit? Because well, that well, it does. Me. But it's. So think of it like a, a pebble in, in a water, a little pebble in the water, where you get a really small ripple. Sure. That's what this is doing. It's not throw a rock in the water. It's yeah. a pebble in the water. Gotcha. So it is vibrating the screen, but it's doing it with such small ripples that mm. you can't see it. Okay. Yeah. If you were to put your hand on it, you well, feel it. And, and you turn the volume up, you will feel it vibrating on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. okay. But it doesn't have to be the image. Not so at all. At, because yeah, of the will, transducers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, 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 you found out more than you learned. Uh, uh, you're like, wait That's a minute, I'm more confused than I asked the questions. Uh, uh, but ultimately, the, the benefit of this, what we're getting at, is that you can, you can have the option of using a soundbar and the TV or yeah. just the TV, and then the soundbar takes over the other part. There's a lot of setup options incorporating with a soundbar and that feature. And it's nice because uh, now we can you know, put something in a really... In, a really small space and, and encompass that and, and um, take advantage of the features of, of the new sound features of like organic LED TV. Yeah. Uh, one other cool feature too that's that they just came out with is there's another partner we work with. It's a company called Leon. Okay. And Sony has decided that they want to get into the space of having TVs do more than just video and potentially display art. There's oh, yeah, other yeah, manufacturers yeah. that have done that as well. The problem with those other manufacturers that have made these art kind of art style painting TV objects. They don't do TV. They don't do TV very well. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, video is pretty poor. We've uh-huh. talked about that in the past. So Sony said, hey, we do do TV. We're, we're really good at video processing. In fact, we would argue the best on earth. Guess what? We can do that and uh, get you um, a library of some images that you don't have to subscribe to or anything. Yeah. And then we're going to partner with a cool company, this Leon company there in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And, and what's cool about Leon is they make custom frames. Oh, very cool. For TVs to, to yeah. really make it look like it's a, a fully framed device on your wall. Well, this is custom made for their uh, mini LED and 93L line. And so what's nice about that is you can have this kind of art television with this frame around it. And it comes in a couple wood finishes and white and black. But absolutely superb. I finished a job recently. They did a, a number of larger displays with um with framing and it is just spectacular uh, it looks incredible from leon so it's a great partnership and we're really excited by that as well that sony's kind of reaching out to in our opinion the best in the industry that's doing that kind of framework yeah. okay. for tv so, so here's yeah. what here's here's what we've got <laughs> we try to recap we'll look there's gonna be a test after we'll this see what yeah. I, besides <laughs> transducers uh so we get we're getting we're getting better sound from the television itself we're getting better integration with the sound bars the sound bars can create Atmos on their own, but if you have surround sound, you can use a phantom sound 
from the receivers, everything integrates easier. Uh, everything sets up better if I plug in a device, the play for me uh, on a lot easier way. Uh, it sounds like uh, it's getting easier to to speak with gaming consoles. It's getting easier to talk with with essentially all of your devices, plus the improvement in just overall quality, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where Sony is going with this. Now, the the arguments to, to go out and get Sony products, I think, is pretty well made there. The reason to work with you guys is that even on the back end, they're improving things. So the communication not only is better with the user, but ultimately the person that sets it up. You don't even have to send out the truck to do it. Final question on, on just on that part of it is one of the things, you know, part of the reason we do this podcast is if you're really interested in the stuff and you're geeking out on the idea that Sony has all this new stuff, you're learning a lot of what it can do, but this is only scratching the surface. How much education do you guys think that you get from Sony and from the other partners that you work with over the course of a year? It's hard to quantify the, many, the hours, many hours, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but quite a bit. And and the the nice thing in the case of Sony is one of the people who is our our local rep yeah. uh, has deep deep integration background, and so they hire people yeah. who specifically help with um, making sure that our world is well heard in the development phase yeah. of new products within the company. And, uh, yeah, he's a great resource for us as well. So, yeah, but quite so, a, quite so if you, a if many you, hours. If you want to get more out of your entertainment, go with yeah. Sony. If you want to get the most out of your entertainment, go with Encore Audio Video and Sony. Yeah, that, is that right? Yes. Well, we, we can help make sure that the right products are being picked, too, because that, yep. that's ultimately there's so many choices just within the Sony line, not to mention all the other stuff out there. Sure. Uh, we we can help make sure that, that what is going to ultimately be for you in your home is really the right choice. Yeah. Well, and and, and there's there's a certain element of uh, you know you don't want to you don't want to underdo it, but you don't want to overdo it either. You don't Correct. want you know you, oh, absolutely. You, having having you know the the receiver that's too powerful for a room is, isn't, yeah. isn't worse necessarily than having something that is not powerful. Well, enough, that's a that's a really good cost point. effective, right? Yeah of uh you know stretching your dollars we talk about this a lot but if you have the same amount of money you go out and buy it yourself versus come to see us there's chances are we're going to be able to stretch your dollar most likely further yeah and make sure you're also getting the best fidelity possible and in the, in the, in the simplest system to operate with for all family members well that's, that's the best good. customer service on the back end there's nothing yeah. worse than having something work great for three months and then all of a sudden Absolutely. one little thing goes haywire yeah. you know it's, it's we talk about this with cars all the time right it's it's <laughs> the technology in cars is amazing and it works so well until it doesn't yep. and it used to be that you take it to grandpa or dad or, or you know you do it yourself <laughs> but now with the, the more technology uh -huh. that goes in there when something goes wrong it's a lot harder to diagnose it's a lot harder to fix unless you're working with the experts yep. yeah 100 percent. the experts are encore audio video 14th and everett in the pearl here in portland oregon online at encoreaudiovideo.com if you'd like to get more information about Sony products, about whatever, the best thing to do is talk to these guys, come into the showroom, uh, make a phone call, um, or listen to more of these podcasts. The Uncle Radio Video Podcast uh, has been a fun project for, boy, going on three or four years now. Yeah. And there's a lot of episodes back there. You can go back and listen to some of those early episodes um, and hear how much things have changed. We're talking about 4K and OLED 
uh, a few years ago. We'll be talking about 8K and laser projection uh, as we move forward. Yeah. The fun part is there's stuff coming down the pike there. I don't even know about You guys will know it long before I will share it with you guys uh, on new episodes. Anything we miss? I don't think for today. I think that covered yeah. it and then some. Well, yeah. fantastic. Gentlemen, thank you as always. Um, and thank you for listening uh, to the Encore Video Podcast. Thanks, Thanks Luke. Thank you for listening to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. If you have questions about today's topic or to schedule your free consultation with Jeff and Clark, go to EncoreAudioVideo.com.